Hi, I'm a Stetterling person and uh, I would like to record this to you and uh, I would like to learn more about Stetterling people. Thank you. Well, you've come to the right place. What, 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 welcome, welcome to, to, to stuttering is cool. Hi, I'm da I'm Dan, I'm Danny coming to you from Toronto and can in Canada and this is ep episode 158. I can't believe I've made it 258 episodes inching ever closer to that to to 200 mark i have to start thinking about um what i'm gonna do for that ep that episode even though it's still quite some time away <laughs> well uh today's ep 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 episode is all about publishing, publishing your stuttering stories. Now, uh, why would you want to publish your own story? Actually, before I begin, you might um, hear a ticking noise in the background. Do you hear it? I should probably put I should probably put that clock away or record somewhere else. But you know what? This is going to be fast. I'll just <laughs> anyway. You're probably wondering what, uh, why, you know, why the incentive, you know, what's the incentive of publishing your stuttering stu stu stories? Well, three reasons. One, mentorship. Other people can learn from your experiences. And uh, number two, uh, community. Not sure if that's a good title to use, uh, but when you hear s s someone else share a sto story that you know that they can relate to, you know, they feel less alone in their stuttering, especially since, you know, it's, it, it, tends, it tends, tends to be difficult to meet other people who stutter in your immediate geographical area. area. So in this era of the internet and you know we have the tools available you know they're affordable and they're cheap you know computers and software sometimes the software is free and anyone is a publisher uh, whether it's a book a blog a podcast in my <laughs> in my case audio video um, artwork, whatever it is we have access to to a world wor to a worldwide audience so I highly recommend you uh, share your story, your story, your your stories and thoughts. Just make sure they're, um, you know, backed up with some research. And uh, speaking of that, comes to my th my th my th my third point, which is there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of people out there just itching to take advantage of. You know, desperate stutterers who want to get rid of their stuttering and they charge exorbitant amounts of money for a secret cure 
And it's usually like a three-day course. Maybe it's over Skype or it's a two-month course. And it's just there's no backup, no research backup. Some even go as far as trying to uh, discredit the research. But there's no... They provide no evidence. They don't, they don't, like they even say, they even scoff at evidence. It's, it's strange. So the more that we publish our stories and the truth and such, the more that we help our fellow stutterer. And why am I even talking about publishing? Um, well, because I'm publishing a book. For those who don't know, who may not know, uh, I'm wor- 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 work, working on a comic book about stuttering and it will be advice stuttering advice so um, on today's episode I'll be featuring um, some advice <laughs> well actually 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 let me just back up a bit on my website stuttering is cool.com I have I will be um, I'm actually blogging a bit of the progress that I'm doing with my with my book and uh, currently as I record this I am offering a a three-part series where I ask uh, some friends they don't stutter uh, but the friends of mine in the in in the digital and the podcasting community um, and they've published books uh, in in various forms, you know, some in ebooks, some, you know, they went through the publisher route. Some they thought of, you know, in some cases they thought of it themselves. So they took the initiative of themselves to write a book. Others they were approached. So I thought perfect way uh, to learn from others who've done it, and I wanted to share with everybody. So right now, as of this recording, I have. Well, two up. Uh, the first one is by my friend Connie Crosby. Um, she's a law librarian. And um, so her book is all about social media for librarians. Uh, so I have that post up. Another is uh, the are two people, two friends who I have interviewed. Um, and I know them, and as well, Connie as well, but for this, for the sake of today's episode, they're podcasters, uh, among other things that they, that they do. In true podcaster form, they sent in um, their questions, their answers <laughs> to my questions in, in audio format. So the first person you will hear is Mark Blevis. He was on my show previously. And the other person is Todd Maffin, um, sort of a jack of all trades in the the digital world. He speaks, he uh, was on the radio, has a column, etc, etc. Well, I'm going to... Stop! Stop talking right now, and well, play their audio, which is about seventeen minutes. All right, so let's uh, here. I'm gonna hit reply. Hi, Danielle. It's it's Mark here, sitting in. We're we're in the Four Points at, by Sheraton at the Winnipeg Airport. Like this is this is like function over form. <laughs> uh, sitting here at uh, Todd and I have just finished eating breakfast, and we got your questions, so we're going to answer them now. And I thought I'd record it, and then you know whatever you want to do with the recording, I do with the recording. 
All right, so thanks again, Mark and Todd. I don't think I have his email address in hand. Here are my questions. You can ignore the first one and maybe the sixth if it doesn't apply to you at this time. However, you are talking about it. All right, so... Do we need to... Uh... No, we don't do that. Well, we could do. So we do this. Oh, yeah, you and your fancy... There we go. I would get that if it had a battery pack. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Okay, so question number one. What is your book about? This is more for me to ensure I don't accidentally misrepresent it. So why don't you field that question? Yeah, sure. thanks. Um, well, we can't... We're, we're, because of the uh, business book category is pretty competitive, so we've been advised not to talk too, too detailed about it until um, until it's announced. Uh, but suffice to say, it's... Um, uh, it's about uh, how to uh, build a more effective business. I know this is incredibly generic. Um, it's like a mission statement. <laughs> it is, isn't it? So yeah. How, how homogenous can we make this? Yeah, it's sort of building like the, the next generation of, of business um, uh, using values that are common to, uh, to sort of the realities of today. That's probably about as good as we can get into. I think it's also... Oh, I was going to say something funny, but I won't. I'll, I'll be a good boy. All right, so that was a, a simple answer. All right, how did you come to working on your book? Well, this is a good story. This is a good story yeah. because it goes back to, well, really to Northern Voice, yeah. which was in June. You're, you're aiming this towards me, and you have to aim it kind of separate. Don't worry about mic placement. No. You radio geek, you. <laughs> okay, so um, so I was in uh, Vancouver for Northern Voice. I did an opening keynote with Bob Goyetch. And uh, you had actually made a point of coming to the conference so that you could see us. And heckle. And heckle. Yes. Fabulous job, by the way. Thank you. Uh, so anyways, we... Um, and you then, suck! Yeah. And I can't remember how it happened, but I think you, we were talking on the Friday, which was the day of the keynote, yeah. and you said that you weren't coming the next day if I knew anybody who wanted a ticket, or if anybody knew anybody who wanted a ticket, you'd hang oh, a ticket Oh, that's right. Over. And so I asked why you weren't going, and then you started to go into the details about a, a workshop, a writing workshop. A book, yeah, basically a how to finish your, your damn book workshop. Do we want to get into that? Like that uh, that's a I have story. no problem sharing that. It was a horrible workshop. Yeah, well, but you, you, because you, I knew I was, I had my mind on doing a book at some point, so I thought, hey, this would be fun, go to a workshop, but also go with you and Jocelyn, and that way you're not alone, right? Yes. You're going with people you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so why don't you feel the stuff about the workshop? Oh well, it was just it was just uh, it was run by a guy who claimed he had sixteen books to his to his name, and he did, but they were really bad self published books that some of them he ghost wrote or something, didn't he? Or yeah, the lo- most of them were, were ghost written yeah. um, and poorly, and uh, some of them were just anyway, it was it was horrible. But the the sort of the the nice thing about that was that we both discovered um, that we were sort of in the early stages of writing a book. And um, we got to talking about what our respective books were about and discovered that they were kind of the same book, in a way. Well, there, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. Lots Absolutely. of overlap, yeah. So um, we thought, you know, it's easier to merge merge our efforts. And the other thing, too, at least I was finding, was it's really hard to stay focused. You know, like, like if you don't have accountability, if you're just like, I had set aside Thursdays and Fridays to write, and I was kind of doing it, but not really. So, um, so it was great, and we decided to kind of we realized the book had uh, had good overlap, and just decided to to write this write the book together. I think there's a well, there's a couple of things I want to bring up. One of them is I think there's a lot of merit to this idea of collaborative writing or collaborative working on any project, mm-hmm. because I'm a very driven person and do a lot of stuff on my own. And there's some things, especially the stuff that really seems daunting, like <clears throat> writing fifty thousand words, for example, like fifty thousand words that <clears throat> one leads into the next. That kind of there's some sort of cohesion to it. 
Um, so you know, even though I do my own blog or I've you know I've done this and that on my own, um, PAB for example and CPB is something that really needed two people because if one person yeah. kind of felt low on energy that day, the other one dragged them along, right? Yeah. And so suddenly everything worked out. Uh, and I know that with my music practicing, I don't practice enough on my own except when I'm in a band and I'm accountable. And so it was an exciting opportunity to not only co-author a book, but co-author a book with somebody who I admire a lot. And, and I was telling you this the other day, you bring my game up, right? And I think that's mm. part of the, the idea of working with people who work well together, who are energized by each other. You kind of, you, you feel like it's not only being accountable, it's like you feel like you have to bring something more than yourself yeah. to the game. Yeah, definitely. I want to, though, really quickly talk about, can we share some of the stories from the course? Yeah, sure. Because yeah, I think yeah. they were they were friggin' hysterical. Yeah, absolutely. Because, well, for the piece of, of advice the guy gave, one of them was um, self-publish. Don't waste your time with yeah. publishing companies. Yeah. Which uh, you know, as much as people love to hate publishing companies now, I, I still think that when it comes to credibility, it's still it's a bit of a you know a stamp of approval. Well, when you see, go the problem with this guy was that he was that it was an. Like a blanket statement for everything. Like it was, like there was, it was just like you have to self publish, period. Like there were no alternatives. And I think I challenged him on it and I said, well, what are the benefits to publishing, like traditionally? Oh, there's not really any benefits. Oh, yeah. You know, like, a, come on, dude. Like, we're not, we're not 12. <laughs> um, so there was that. Another one that he had was, and, and this might have been his response to a question from the audience as opposed to just advice that he doled out mm-hmm. um, as part of his plan, which was getting yourself into a chapter store. Because if you're not published, you can't really get into chapters yeah. as an organization or yeah. any major distribution yeah. network as part of a, you know. So uh, the way you get in is you go in on consignment and you go door to door to each door and it's up to the manager's discretion to decide if your book goes on the shelf. Yeah. And of course, if it goes on the shelf, you know, you're you're secondary or tertiary at best um, to get on the shelf. So you're going to be spying out. It's consignment. It's not like they're going to buy $300 worth of books and then it's on them. It's no, it's still, yeah. And then if they don't sell, it's incumbent on you to go and pick up the books or they're gone, right? We actually asked for our money back on that workshop. It was was pretty bad. But then there was one other thing. uh, What was the other one that was really funny? Oh, it was the endorsements. Oh, God, oh yeah. God. Do you want to talk about that? It, it, not ethically sound. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to share that one? Because that that's a good story. Yeah, sure. I mean, it basically, in short, I mean, he was. Uh, <laughs> this is so good. He was saying that you can get the endorsement of of uh, any famous person for your book, and here's how: you write them a letter with a self addressed envelope with the with the endorsement that you want them to say, and if you don't hear back from them, then yeah. you take it as their sort of tacit pr- approval or consent to it. And then we challenged him on it, and he backed off and said, "No, no, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about like just having, putting a quote in, a, in inside the book about you know someone." And it was just really, really bad. Well, the other way he did it is he, for one book that he'd written, he sent a, a note to Jimmy Carter, and he used an American yeah. address because, as he noted, if it was a Canadian address, Jimmy Carter wouldn't have responded. And he asked Jimmy Carter a question about the person he was writing the book about, and then uh, Jimmy Carter wrote back. Saying you know oh you know he had a great deal of respect for this person blah 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 and then he put that inside the book to make it look like you know this he'd, is like he'd interviewed like, him. like like he'd interviewed yeah. him or that Jimmy Carter had read the entire book <coughs> and had kind of given an endorsement for the book so it was really suspicious but then there it got it kicked off a whole conversation there was somebody in the audience who talked about tweeting to stars to get them to endorse your book and said, yeah yeah you try that and see how yeah. it goes for you yeah anyways that was pretty funny. Uh, so that's the story. So we, we, it was over lunch. We, we left yeah. the, the workshop early. 
went out for lunch. It was over lunch, and we, by accident, kind of found out, hey, this yeah. would be a good fit. People in general feel authors should publish digitally and forget about print. What are your thoughts? No, I, I, I think to, I think there's so many ebook authors out there, um, you know, self-published books out there that I think a lot of people are discovering the sort of that, you know, like I, I think ten years ago, if you said, hey, I've got a book published. People didn't bother to think, you know, what, what is it, who's your publisher, or they just would think, wow, they've got a book published. Um, but I have three books currently that I have self-published, and none of them are very good, and I didn't have, you know, good cover design or anything like that, and there's zero distribution except for the web. Um, and I, th I think, you know, conference planners and, and the media, I think, take it more seriously when it's an actual book they see. If they see can have a the table shelves. at the back of the room, yeah. for example, like, here's your speaker for the day, and here's their book. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think a real book a lot is of important. I, you know, and I like the idea of digital books. And I think you know you have to have a digital edition of your. Oh, book. for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, goes yeah. Without saying. yeah. But I think that a digital edition doesn't do justice to what can be done with digital. So, for example, you know, I've seen um, what is um, her name there, Nancy Duarte, with yeah. her book Resonate. Yeah. They have an, um, an EPUB, not an EPUB version, sorry, an iBooks version, and yeah. the iBooks version, and I think um, Leela Fever did this as well with his book about uh, about how to make stuff. Um, he, uh, they, they have all sorts of extra features in there. It's kind of like a director's edition of yeah. the book, right? And Which so, you can do in iBooks, but I don't think you could do for Kindle. And Kindle's a no, bit more of a brain-dead kind of format. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to. I don't know if, if, if the publisher would let us, but I mean, I, I think it'd be cool to be able to say, if you buy, once you buy the book, um, here's a code to download the free digital version of it. Yeah. Except it'd be really cool. Like, obviously, this, it takes a more time and more money to have that director's edition, right? So in a section, you know, maybe there's a video that you talk about yeah. and you can embed the video in there. You have to license stuff, I guess, in yeah. some cases, but it, is, it adds a dimension to the book. Um, there's a, um, just to, to go off on a tangent really quickly, children's books. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of the idea of children's books being on in electronic form because I still think there's something exciting about the technology that the tangible nature and the interaction of the parent and the child with a paper, you know, print book. And you can turn the pages and you have a nice large spread. So you'll get a, l a large spread on an iPad or especially a Kindle. But I was, um, there's a book called, and you, you probably heard about this, Lawrence Lesmore and his uh, amazing books. What's it called? I can't remember now. Um, it won a Grammy because they did a little short stop motion animation film. They have um, uh, an app and then they have uh, the electronic book. And the electronic book goes with the print book. Hmm. In that, if you have the print book and you have the iPad app, or you have the app, I guess it'll work on the iPhone too, you can interact. It's like an augmented reality with the book. So you can That's interact cool. with the book That's with cool. the app. So you have the print book and then you have the adjunct, which is the electronic stuff. And you can actually, on one page, for example, um, you, you, it recognizes the page and then it says look up. And so you take the whole iPad or iPhone and you're in the room and you can pan around the entire room. That's cool. Um, it's, it's, you're in this massive library. You know, it's, it's beautiful. And it's, I, uh, I worry it's we're giving Danielle too okay. much. Well, okay. You're right. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, so we did that one. Uh, what have you learned from writing your book that you wish you knew from before you started? You know, I, I, I think it's it's hard because it's a very, you know, you have to meet, you have to be aware of the big picture as well as the component pieces mm -hmm. that you're working on. Um, I think it's a lot more fun and a little easier, maybe it's because we're working together, to work on the book. Uh, I thought 
working on a book was going to be a major piece of work. And it, you know, I don't want to discount the amount of effort that goes into it. Um, but it's going a lot more smooth, smoothly than I thought. And I guess part of it is because we're writing about our shtick. Like, we, you know, it's, it's stuff that we, we believe we know, and we've yeah. internalized. It's not just that we're, that we're researching and writing about something. Yeah, I can't think of anything that, that I would do differently. No. I, I, you know, it makes it hard to uh, imagine doing it. Book a better hotel. Book a better hotel. Well, I think of the yeah, <laughs> better hotel. Better hotel wouldn't be bad. One nice thing about the hotel we're in yeah. is there's no inspiration here to go off and do something other than yeah. sequester yourself in your hotel room and write yeah. and not be aware of your surroundings. Uh, what software hardware have you used? Oh, this is no. interesting. So we use a, a few things. One is we used Google Docs because we could um, simultaneously work on the, the document together. We did that for kind of planning and structure. Yeah. But the real deal for writing books, I think, is Scrivener because it does it in, um, what do they call it? And it's, it's like with audio editing, non-destructive. But what is it? Non-linear. Non-linear, yeah. So you can do non-linear writing, which if you're writing a book is really nice because you can get your head out of one section of the book and go to another and not have to worry about finding your page in the document. You know, like a word doc, but Scrivener has other challenges, and I'll let you feel the discussion on that. It's well, the main part, the main challenge with it is it's um, it doesn't network very well. So we've got um, we tried putting our single document, our sort of book draft document, up in Dropbox, um, and discovered that if we both had it open at the same time, all hell would break loose, mountains crumbled, and kittens started dying. So um, we decided to. to unfortunately work in two separate Scrivener documents. There's one called Mark and one called Todd. And, you know, it lets us open up the other person's and look at it, but we have to be careful not to save it. And we've got all these drafts called Todd, do not save, do not save, and things like that. Dated uh, drafts and everything. Multiple dated drafts, yeah. So we're a little bit terrified of that, but it's... um. I'm, I'm stunned that Scrivener doesn't have an, uh, an ability to be networked yet. They've got to get to that point, because yeah. there's more people who are collaborating on books now. Yeah. Um, and the idea is that once we get to a certain point with our main Scrivener file, then maybe the time difference between where we live will do us service because we can eventually merge the two documents into one after we've kind of got them into a cohesive state. And then we can take turns, you know, Todd gets it and Mark gets it in the morning, Todd gets it in the evening or something like that and, uh, and be able to work on the document that way so we don't have those collisions. Yeah. Yeah, they've got to get on that though. That's that's a huge. It is it's ridiculous. Plus, they need an app. They need a, like an iPhone app or an iPad app. Did social media uh, play any role in making and promotion of your book? Um, well, we haven't started the promotion phase yet, but um, other than we're, we're teasing people into knowing that we are doing it, yeah, and I've been I've been kind of documenting this trip a little bit. Yeah, not a, not a ton of stuff yet. The closest we got is is we've set up a mailing list. <coughs> So if people want to know about the book project, um, if they want to, you know, there'll probably be some extras or whatever that we make available to people who sign up on the list. So we have that. What's the URL? Is that bit.ly? Bit.ly slash the book alert. The book alert. So that's uh, that's about as social as we've gotten so far. And then tweeting each other and Facebooking each other publicly, you know, saying, oh, I'm on my way to Winnipeg. I'll see Todd there. That's another thing, by the way, I think that's really cool that, that I guess I would mention just in closing is... Um, I think it's, it's good that we have the ability to meet somewhere and have some FaceTime as well. And I suspect yeah. we'll probably do that one more time before we're done. Um, and we've you know, we're sequestered ourselves in the hotel, and we're getting a ton done. And we're, you know, we're really disciplined. Like we're waking up in the morning, having breakfast together, discussing what the day's plan is. 
Then we do independent writing for a couple of hours, regroup at lunch, then another few hours of independent writing, regroup for dinner, and then kind of wrap up a little bit in the evening. And, uh, and that ends tonight. Tomorrow morning we, we travel uh, opposite, opposite directions and continue back at home. And, uh, yeah, I'm really hoping that we have our first manuscript pulled together by, by September. Mm-hmm. Anyways, cool. that's it. Anything else you want to add? No. Nope. Bye, right. Danielle. Thanks, 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 guys. That was great. Who knew augmented re- augmented reality number one still existed? <laughs> Nobody talks about it any anymore. And two books can have augmented reality. Interesting. You know, maybe I'll, I'll look into it to see if I could do it with my own <laughs> with my own book. I'd like to hear from you. Are you? Thinking of sharing your thoughts? I mean, I have a few friends in the stirring, stirring community who are thinking, you know, they have the plans in motion for getting their books, uh, you know, for writing their thoughts down. Uh, I want to hear from you. You know, what are you, what are you, what are you publishing? Remember, there's different types of publishing now, blogs, audio, video, what have you. I'd love to know. Coolstutter at gmail.com is the address. Uh, to record, to send me your audio recordings and I'll play it on my next episode. Any type of recording, of sound recording is fine. I can do the conversion or the most convenient way, using your computer mic and going to stutteringiscool.com, clicking on send voicemail. It's on the right side of the page, and it will email it directly to me. And I'll play all your feedback on my on my next episode. So until then, may your stuttering be with con- confidence. Ciao!